and champion for women in tech and founder of Supermums, a global brand supporting mums to develop a career within the Salesforce ecosystem. The Mums on Cloud9 podcast aims to inspire mums to progress their career within the Salesforce sector where they're starting out to climbing the career ladder. We provide top tips and insight on how to succeed in your career and overcome adversity that many women can face in the workplace. During Series 5, I'm delighted to be talking to inspirational people about how to develop your leadership skills and styles to help you thrive and progress within your career. We really want to help women develop and carve out a career for life rather than just feel like they're stuck within a job role. And these leadership skills and styles will build your confidence to enable you to progress from any job role, from an admin to building and progressing to a Salesforce architect. We want to help you achieve great outcomes by having those softer as well as more technical skills in your toolbox. This week, I'm talking about how to be happy in life and about how to create the work-life balance. Being a leader and having those leadership skills is about creating boundaries. And regardless of whatever level of company you work at, you should focus on living out your values and feeling happy in what you do. That is a number one criteria for leaders. They have to be happy, they have to inspire others, but they equally need to know their own boundaries and what that balance is that they need. As mothers, we shouldn't feel like we have to work in a junior, low-level, skilled role to find balance, and we need to remove the myth that women in more senior roles can't have work-life balance. It's just not true. It is absolutely possible. I'm going to be sharing my story about how I overcame some of those challenges to getting that balance right. The best female leaders are those who have mastered the key to work-life balance, and ultimately, if you're happy in your life, then this will lead to those better relationships, higher performance, and ultimately more success in all areas of your life. Personally, I started my journey to improving my happiness back in 2019 and I started working with a leadership coach as part of a mastermind group. As a qualified coach myself, I know and appreciate the value that coaching has um, and sometimes, but sometimes you can't coach yourself to the desired effect. You need somebody who's going to make you more accountable and motivate you through that journey and to ask those difficult questions. Personally, I know I needed to make a change as the balance I had wasn't working for me at that time and I wasn't fulfilled. I felt exhausted from working so many hours, frustrated not being able to spend more time with my kids and it was the opposite to what I'd actually set out to achieve with a Salesforce career ultimately. And I think that's the reality is that we can start out in a Salesforce career and then seek out progression but not know how to manage those boundaries. So regardless of any job role that you're in, You know, unless you can hold yourself to account, unless you can put in those boundaries, unless you can really honour what it is that you need to do to find that balance, you are not going to find that flexible role in any company because it's about your mindset and it's about how you operate. So today I'm going to be sharing 10 strategies that you can do to really put those boundaries back into place to make you a fulfilled leader. And these can exist and coexist with you at any job role that you're in. So I'm going to start my journey saying, you know, I wanted to get into Salesforce. I'd launched a career, I'd happily started working as a freelance Salesforce consultant. And with this, I was earning a good salary working part time. And and that worked really well for me because I was my own boss. You know, I could work with clients. I could set the precedent around how I could do things. But what started happening is that client, the clients I was working with needed more of my time and would call me if I was off on days with the kids. And I was like, well, how do I juggle this? And 
I was scared they might go somewhere else if I didn't fulfill that. And so I felt like it was a great opportunity to bring more of a collective group of consultants together so we could work together. And so they could work on the days that I'm not available and potentially then support those clients. And so I made that decision to grow a Salesforce consultancy team back in 2015. The reality of this, though, meant that actually it put more pressure on me rather than less pressure. So some of those things, you know, and that is partly the way that we built it, partly because of the, the, the natural pressures of running a business. Um, you know, I, I had imagined that by growing a team, it would be exciting. It would help me to share responsibilities of workload so I could continue to work part time. It would give me ideas, a team to bounce ideas off. But at the same time, the reality of that was that I had extra team members where they needed a salary and I needed to make sure they performed and we needed to make sure we had enough income coming in and we had enough sales. And I kind of also got to that point where I wanted to not always be working in the office and I wanted to meet with people. So I decided I'd get an office in London where we could meet up. Um, But the reality of that was that the team that I hired really wanted me to be in London like three times a week. And that was a, a lot... A long round trip for me it was a four hour round trip at 90 pounds a day and I hadn't really anticipated that or realized that that was what people would want you know within that team environment so I hadn't really got the balance right and this sort of gradually then kind of accentuated as we grew because I had a second child you know I'd had a couple of miscarriages during this time um, and that was probably down to the, the stress and the element of balancing this fine balance of it's great to have a teamwork to work with but it, it means that we've got to earn all this extra money and we've got to deliver on projects and we've got to create a process where all the team are kind of syncing together and there was so much to think about and, and having a young child and a second on the way or trying for a second and having those um, unfortunate sort of you know having the unfortunate miscarriage miscarriages during that time now that's a lot to deal with when you're trying to grow and lead a company so I think you've got to be really mindful about you know, the extra pressure for me was I was running a company and had all that on my shoulders. So that is an ultimate leadership role, which kind of puts you in a, in a, a strategic position. And, you know, absolutely some mothers can do that if they've got the right support network around them, they've got the right boundaries in place and, and everything's there. For some of that, I didn't have all those things and building blocks that I needed. And there's some of the 10 strategies that I'll be talking about um, that I've learned, you know, and I, I started to get the leadership coaching to help me kind of come through this process and kind of really work on what is it I need to do to find this right capacity. Now, obviously, there's loaded leadership roles in between there from when you're working as a junior to a senior to, to whatever. So all the strategies I'm going to teach you is kind of going to help you in that balance and that progression, you know, jumping straight to a CEO role like I did and having a whole team and a management structure and everything to put in place, you know, is a massive leap. And I have some of our super mums come to us to say, well, you know, I'm thinking of running and building my own consultancy. And that's fantastic opportunity, but there's so much I learned on that journey, which I now teach and, and teach a lot of people, a lot of the strategies and things that I learned through my consultancy skills course at super mums that you know need to be taken into consideration it's certainly not a walk in the park and you know I've as I say I've learned so much that this is what empowers me to share it and give it back so it's not insurmountable it's absolutely doable but you know what you need to be mindful of is getting that balance right and all this hindsight is great you know to go well what you know why did I not do the team completely virtual surely that would have been better well at the time I wanted to connect with other people 
why did I build the company in that way to take overheads on? Maybe it could have been a different business model, you know, where we work more in collaboration rather than having loads of employees. And, you know, these are things that you need to think through. What is the way that it's going to work for you? What is the balance that you need? And to go into any job opportunity that you create for yourself or you apply for and get interviewed for, you know, be really clear in your mind about what's going to work for you. Don't compromise because if you bring the great assets to that company, they are going to want you and love you and kind of, you know, really appreciate the fact that you know what is going to work for you because you need to say to them in order for me to be a really effective happy thriving leader in this team this is the balance that I'm going to need and the more you know that and the more you're clear on that then they are going to see that and go okay we get it brilliant okay well let's make this compromise work you know and and whether that's you working virtually or working four days a week or whatever it is you know, really sell yourself on this is what I know that makes me thrive. Because what they don't want to do is hire somebody that's going to suffer from burnout, that might leave after six months because they can't handle the stress. And, you know, it doesn't work out for anybody. So, you know, what you don't want to do is hit the wall like I did. You know, I hit that wall. I didn't know which way to go, which is why I turned to coaching. And it's the reason why coaching tools and techniques you know, come up over and over again within our podcast shows because they really do help you facilitate your thought process to go, how do I do things better? How can I perform better? How can I feel better? You know, how can I thrive, not survive? And that is, you know, one of my common phrases that I I want people to think about, you know, am I surviving? Am I really happy every day? Or is it that I need to make some shifts and some maybe difficult decisions to make my life better? And so, you know, that's the process I had to go through working with my leadership coach. You know, I had to really look at my life from different lenses and from different points of view and really examine what it is that I needed to do to make a shift. And I would never have done that without the help and support of a leadership coach because some of those things you just don't want to examine, some of those things you don't know you have to examine. You know, you don't necessarily go deep enough, you know, or kind of have those perspectives. So... You know, it's not something that you can just do overnight. It's something that needs a lot of consideration, a lot of thought. It needs a lot of time. Like, you know, with this leadership coaching I did, those changes couldn't be made overnight. Absolutely, I wanted them to be because I was desperate for a shift to happen. But, you know, the reality was, you know, some of those things took two years to come to fruition to make those changes. And that's the reality. And that's a painful journey to go on. But if that light is better at the other side and you're happier coming out the other side, then it's well worth making those shifts that you need to do. And that's where I am now. I've made some huge shifts, which I'm going to share with you. You know, as I say, I, you know, I set out on my journey of of living a flexible, well-paid career with Salesforce um, and being happy in that role. And it wasn't Salesforce causing me the problems of, you know, not enjoying my career you know it wasn't the knowledge and the skills of the technology it was about how I worked as an individual how I you know the relationships I had in my life the things that I did to manage my performance were all the things that would impede on my flexibility and my happiness that I would have to master as a person and an individual to perform in any job role to create that balance and that's really where you know we love to support our super mums Um, and people in our community to, yes, you can earn more in a Salesforce career. Yes, you can keep progressing up that career ladder. But what's really important is to be mindful about how you develop yourself and thrive as a mother, as a woman, 
um, as a person, because I know we have everybody else listening to the show that perhaps doesn't associate with those brackets. You know, how do you thrive in any career, in a Salesforce career? And as I say, they're the 10 things that I'm going to be sharing with you about how I pivoted back to living out my dream. Now, most people will hit burnout and go, I need a career break. I need to stop doing that. You know, I need to give up my career um, and take time out. And the reality is that's where people will get to if they don't do the work on themselves to to manage things properly. And so what you need to be of is that mindful and having that strategy to go, I can absolutely, I love this job, but it's not going to take over my life. You know, I'm going to thrive in it because I've put these things into place. So now we're going to delve into the 10 areas that you can really focus on to shift your balance and boost your happiness. All of these have significantly helped me recalibrate how I work to get back to that dream of living a well-paid, flexible career with Salesforce. It's definitely improved my quality time with my kids and also my productivity and relationships at work. So let's crack on through these 10 things that you can do. So the first is the first is really simple. It's get clear on what happiness looks like for you. What does happiness actually look like for you? When I started my coaching journey, um, the coach said to me, what is it? What is the word that describes how you want to feel at the end of this coaching journey? And it was happy. That was the word that I wrote down. Now, in order to really evaluate what happiness looks like and feels like in all areas of your life, what we recommend at Supermums and we encourage all our trainees to do is that wheel of life template. And the wheel of life makes you evaluate all your different areas of your life, whether it's relationships, your career, your friends, um, your financial position, um, your health and well-being. You know, there's eight areas that you'd look at and examine on a scale of zero to ten. Zero being completely unhappy, to ten being your optimum happiness. And really evaluating, well, what does that mean for me? You know, where am I? Where would I rank myself now? Um, and why? And what would a 10 look like? What would a 10 feel and look like? What would that actually do? And this can make really bring some areas to life because how often do you really sit down and evaluate how happy you are in all areas of your life? Like you don't unless the coach sits with you and makes you accountable to doing. So that's the first thing that we do with you is go actually, how happy am I right now? Honestly and frankly, and what is it that I need to do? And then you start to identify from that the areas that you can make a shift in, the areas that you really see as the priorities for yourself. So that's the first thing. The second strategy is to focus on living out your values you know your values will change throughout your life and your career and and again it's one of those things like how often do you sit down and go so what are my values right now what is important to me am I living these out we don't so again working with a leadership coach you know off the back of this podcast we encourage you to do that exercise of spend some time really reflecting on what are your values right now in your life google values identify some think about actually these are things identify if you're living them out right now and if you're not what could you do to live them out what would be the shifts that you'd be seeing in order for you to be happier because if you're living out your values you're going to be happier so the wheel of life and the values exercise are really good foundation steps to go what is important to me and what is missing right now between where I am and where I want to be because that will kind of give you the focus and priority to really sort of go, okay, these are things that I need to focus on first um, and to start making those shifts. So they're the first two. The third is to spend time being creative. 
And creative could be simply as exercise. So my aha moment for me was like, you know, I never find time to exercise. Well, actually, going for a walk or exercising, I found actually that's really good for me for coming up with my creative ideas because it gives me time away from computers and being distracted by things. And I always get those aha moments when I come out the swimming pool or I've gone for a walk. I'm like, oh, yes, I need to do this. And I'm thinking about things. So you can be working whilst exercising. You can be working whilst drawing a picture. You know, you're just doing it alongside creativity. And some of the best experts out there will tell you how important your creative side of your mind is to work and some of the best you know if you're an ideas person a solutions person which a lot of us are in the salesforce world you might just need to reclick your brain into another area to kind of help things feed through and focus you on different things so think about creative time as being fulfilling for work stuff don't think about it as something that maybe you need to sort of put on the side burner to do when you have time Think about the importance of creativity in your everyday life to make you happy. And to say creativity could be mean different things to different people. Find the thing that works for you. The fourth strategy is do the bits you love and delegate the rest. It's really, really good to knuckle down on what is it that you really love. And I have done various different roles within the Salesforce sector. Um, you know, I've actually enjoyed all those different parts, but then at certain points I've gone, I've got bored of doing this now. I want to do more BA work or I want to do more sales work or I want to do more admin work, you know, and I've changed over time what I enjoy doing. And so I very much encourage people to progress within the Salesforce space, you know, keep moving into different job roles, keep progressing those skills and experiences, because with every progression, you'll also get that pay rise. So really zone in, what is it that I'm loving about this job right now? What is it that I don't want to do? Can you delegate those things? Can you move into a new job role? You know, really dissect it um, and kind of get focused on that. Number five is about recruiting the right team around you. Now, obviously, this depends on where you sit and what company and what your capacity is. But the team around you might be other Salesforce professionals. It might be complementary skills. Um, you may or may not have the, the opportunity to hire. Obviously, if they're working with you, it's, it's nice to have an involvement in that process. But what you want is an energizing, supportive and fun team. If you are finding you're working somewhere where you can't influence that and you've not got the right energy around you, that's going to compromise your happiness. You potentially need to look for somewhere else. If you've got the, the opportunity to influence and hire the right people, then do that wisely. One of the things that we started doing is using personality tests to hire complementary skill sets. You know, thinking very much about the language, talking about the values of our company and what their values are and really getting clear on what that balance is. So think about how all those things can come into play for you. The next is surrounding yourself with positive people. So this leads very nicely on from, you know, the, the having the right team. But equally, positive people can show up in all areas of your life. So do the people around you support you and your ambitions? Do they bring happiness into your life? Um, one of the big things for me was learning around not about narcissism part of my journey and realizing actually there was some individuals in my life in my personal life and work life even which had those traits and were not actually supportive in the way that I you know had hoped and thought they would be obviously as part of your team and your family infrastructure if you like you know as a person I'm very much focused on okay well how do we fix this you know what's the problem what's the solution you know hence why we've got a Salesforce career if it's wrong you know let's understand where it went wrong and how do we do it differently like I'm very sort of black and white and constructive in my approach 
And I found it really disconcerting that some people can try and threaten you, bully you, ignore you, you know, um, challenge you on what you're trying to, you know, want them to do and realize that that is a trait of narcissism. And, you know, when people are trying to put you down and not listening to you and not valuing you, you know, that really doesn't play out well, right, in terms of who you're working with. So I very much went through a process of changing some of those relationships in my life, um, you know, making sure that the people I hired, you know, had different, obviously, personality traits. And even, you know, other sort of relationships is having those expert coaches and mentors around me who instill positivity in me every day. And that includes my Peloton instructors, right? You know, I bought a Peloton, you know, the instructors are amazing. They're very uplifting. Um, And so you want to surround yourself with positive people who are going to motivate you and encourage you and support you and to really move those people out that don't support what you do, that are always trying to make you feel bad or bring you down, you know, because their approach should be, this isn't obviously if they're making you feel bad in any way it's like well actually how do we work on a solution together here like what is it that needs to be better if something isn't working it's not about saying you're a bad mother or you know you're a terrible boss or whatever it's like well you know what's the problem okay what do we need to do you know is there a a strategy that can fix this or is it that actually you you might be quite frankly not aligned anymore um it's maybe what they want in their life is not aligned with yours and so it might be the right thing to for that relationship to part. And that shouldn't be a bad thing, right? That shouldn't be a problem of contention. Managing relationships in a positive way and making sure that it's the right fit for everybody and that you're all working in harmony is ultimately what everybody wants. But relationships will go through a journey of evolution, what companies need, what they want in their life. You know, again, with marriages and, you know, people get divorced, right? Because it might not be the right decision for them to stay together anymore. So you have to be mindful of relationships and that was one of the areas in the wheel of life that you'll need to obviously reflect on. And building through that then leads me to that next strategy is about building your support network. You know, I was working virtually at home and very much felt isolated, even though, you know, I wanted to work from home, right? I wanted to work remotely, but that meant that I wasn't able to get to a lot of events. You know, I wouldn't have that flexibility to go out in the evenings and to travel into London for those And so part of the reason for launching Supermums was to build that community of other people like me um, in a virtual space that I could connect with and, you know, thrive off speaking to. Um, And now we've got a community of over 500 strong within our Supermums community. We actually have a lot more that have attended our free educational events. We've got six and a half thousand people on our newsletter as of today. And they're all thriving and connecting with each other, meeting up at events that they can do. And we also run sort of virtual events. And so this picks you up, right? Connecting with like-minded people, answering questions, helping each other. Like I love helping other people. That gives me a lift in my morale Um, and equally with other people. So find those groups, tap into those support networks, don't lean away, but lean in and, you know, get that motivation and encouragement from your peers, because it can definitely help you progress more quickly and say, support you. Women lean into others. That's a big, you know, trait of women is to have that support network. Number eight is about uplifting environments. So create a home and a work environment that really makes you feel safe, secure, um, empowered. I love having positive affirmations around the house. I love candles. I love buying pictures that I love. 
Um, you know, I walk around the house smiling and really absorbing the pictures and artwork that I've got on my wall. Um, you know, I make sure I have a cleaner, you know, who keeps on top of everything and keeps the house clean because I'd rather be spending my time doing other things and working. Um, so it's really important to create an environment that you love to live in and that you thrive within. So spend some time making it your own and uh, sort of keeping, you know, that sort of nice harmony in your, your workplace. And find and sort of next to last, sorry, is setting boundaries. So get clear on what where you want to work and how you want to work. So is it remote, hybrid in the office? Is it how many hours a week? Is it daytimes, evenings? You know, make sure that you've got the boundaries in place to ring fence part of your days. So I made the decision, you know, we've all been on Zoom for so long, you know, I get burnt out from on Zoom all day. So I put in like half a day, I'll have Zoom meetings, half a day, I'm just going to work at my desk, cracking on with things or going for that swim or that walk to think creatively. creatively. And so create that work pattern that's going to th- make you thrive. Don't be on Zoom meetings for eight hours a day if you're not going to get anything else done and that's going to exhaust you. You know, just be really mindful about the boundaries you need to put in place to thrive at work and block out time to spend with your kids, your hobbies, your reflective work practices and make sure you look after yourself. You have to look after yourself. You have to be the most positive version of yourself in order to then be the most positive version for your partner, your kids, your colleagues, etc. Because if you aren't in a good place, that is going to reflect all the way through. So be really mindful about you know what is important for you. And finally, you know, find your faith um, in something. You know, for me, this was leaning back into Christ and to God. Appreciate everybody has their different faith or no faith, and this might be relevant for you, but. I was brought up very much with Christianity, moved away from it more in my teenage years due to sort of some turbulence there. But hitting my 40s, you know, when I was hitting these challenging times, I really leaned back into praying every day and asking for God's help to keep me safe, to give me guidance, to kind of guide me through these areas to make the right decisions. And now that's led me back to church and being more, you know, mindful about, you know, the bigger universe that's out there, what we're kind of all aligned to do. And I truly feel that what I'm doing with Supermums is very much aligned with empowering women, giving them strength, giving them courage, you know, giving love and joy to everybody to help them sort of achieve to be the best mum for their children ultimately, but to to maintain their life and um you know, we for me, belief and leaning in and having that support has been very important to me. And so the final sort of area to reflect on is, is there a bigger belief that you feel like you can be part of that aligns with you, whether that's Christianity or, or something else that allows you to feel part of a bigger mission to give back, to kind of, you know, further what you want to do. So think about those 10 areas. They're the 10 things that I kind of I'd recommend you go away with, um, think through, listen to the podcast again, obviously, and start to do those first two exercises to really reflect and zone in on what is the most important things for you to shift and then start working through the rest. Find out where those pain points exist, where you can tweak the, the dial a little bit to improve your happiness. Um, and just be really mindful about what is it that you need and want and do this every so often because things will change and evolve what you need will evolve and a change and so this isn't a one-time exercise it's something that you can use for life and so through Supermums, you know we're very excited to be running coaching programs you know helping our trainees think through this we run the accelerate career coaching course but equally we are just launching a leadership mastermind group as well we have the stronger women summit coming up 
which is all about coaching women to success and making them feel confident and empowered to achieve their life and career goals. So please find the registration link for that coming up in the show notes and we look forward to seeing you there. So I really hope that's been useful for you today. I hope that's given you some food for thought and has helped you think about how you can thrive rather than survive as a female leader in tech. And thank you so much for joining us for the show today. If you like the session, please do rate and review on iTunes. We'd really appreciate your feedback. And if you want to find out more about Supermums, you can visit our website at supermums.org. Mm-hmm.